It is Friday, June 9th, 2023, and welcome to episode 230 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm Jessica Jones, NSI's Deputy Executive Director, and today I'm joined by Lester Munson, our Gabriel Otis hairdo fan, and Morgan Vigna, NSI Senior Fellow and Corgi Whisperer. Okay, so today, so on Wednesday we talked about aliens and UFOs, and today to keep the vein of Fun Friday up, um, we're talking about golf. A sport, quite honestly, I can't even swing a club, so I have no, I have no reason to be talking about this other than some pretty big news that happened this week. And I know something that Les and Morgan have a few hot takes on. So this week, in quite a dramatic shape-up, the uh, the PGA Tour and Live Golf agreed to merge on Tuesday. For those of you who don't know, um, Live took off about a year ago, is backed by a Saudi sovereign wealth fund, and has been poaching top players with insane amounts of money. But a lot's also happened in the course of the year. We've got PJ Tour and Liv going back and forth. We've got um, bad PR. We've got a DOJ antitrust investigation of the PGA Tour, um, which uh, had some court fines that said the tour had hired a consulting firm to secretly stoke anti-Saudi sentiment by coordinating protests by 9-11 families and even flying them by private jet to rally outside Liv events. So a lot of dramatic headlines um, with even big news this week. So within hours of the announcement, the PGA Tour faced broad criticism from lawmakers on both sides of the aisle and the families of 9-11 victims for doing business with a a country regularly accused of human rights violations. Uh, Beyond that, you've also got some mad PGA players, many of whom turned down a lot of money to stay with the tour, and they're now, again, ended up doing business with the Saudis. Um, It's also been a busy week in the kingdom. Uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken was visiting, and Saudi has just recently opened the Iranian embassy as the two countries move forward with restoring relations. Okay, so my first question to you, Lesson Morgan, is how big of a story is this? Is this more of a sports story, or is this actually a foreign policy net sex story? Morgan, kick us off. So this is the ultimate flex by Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. You know, too much commentary, I think, has been made over Liv's creation and uh, the, the tour's poaching of PGA players as being an attempt to, quote unquote, sports wash uh, Saudi's political and human rights record. I'd actually argue that this is MBS competing with uh, his Gulf state neighbors, um, Crown Prince uh, Mohammed bin Salman has a huge vision for his country. Um, it's actually called Vision 2030. And the whole goal of it is to bring the kingdom into modernity, not only from an economic and security pers- angle, but also from a, from a cultural perspective. And uh, UAE already has you know, a vibrant international golf presence. Qatar just hosted the World Cup. Um, you know, Saudi is looking to sort of expand its, its you know, football presence itself, but particularly um, on, on golf, Liv has really been a huge investment for the kingdom. And again, this is, this is uh, MBS's attempt to really make Saudi Arabia a destination in the region, as opposed to losing his people to, to, to UAE and um, other, other parts of the region on the weekends. So, Les, do you think this is less sports washing, which is, you know, using sports to divert attention from human rights bad records and other bad actions? Or is this really like Morgan points out Vision 2030, which is about kind of being business friendly and, you know, modern and forward leaning? Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's Vision 2030, uh, as, as this doesn't seem very ordinary business like activity to me. First, let me just say I'm on the diplomacy and security side. I'm 100 percent for engagement with Saudi Arabia. 
uh, they can be an important partner for us. I'm not saying we share their values, but we certainly share interests and the U.S. should be collaborating with Saudi Arabia. When it comes to this episode, uh, first of all, thank goodness it's just golf, which isn't even a real sport. So it's kind of sports washing, more like entertainment washing. Uh, it's, I think it's of concern because God help us if any foreign country tried to buy a baseball team or a real football team or uh, an American basketball team, that would not be okay with me. And I think we should think about, you know, does the CFIUS process uh, apply here? These are strategic American national assets. Our sports leadership of the world is a thing. And we shouldn't just be letting other countries willy-nilly buy into it. Also, it's pretty shocking that it turns out golfers are uh, and the people who run golf are just about the money at the end of the day. It, they made it seem like it was about principle for a while, but it turns out it was entirely about the money. I So to that extent, I'm very shocked. You know, Liv came out saying this is all about spending money. We're not buying into that. They're trying to buy golf. We stand for more than that. And then this happens. We also know the Saudis are getting um, very involved in <laughs> your other favorite American sport, non-sport, soccer. Uh, they're, you know, bringing players from the Premier League over over to um, Saudi teams. So they're they're continuing to expand uh, what they're doing. But I, I know what I'm wondering is we've seen some, you know, a lot of reverse course setting, whether it's President Biden kind of walking back on Khashoggi, whether it's Mitch McConnell saying he's got nothing to do with Saudis visiting and now the head of the PGA, I mean, what's changed in the last, I don't know, like six months, year, where we've seen, you know, we're now, you know, turning towards uh, the kingdom. We do have this um, kind of weird situation in the U.S. where our, our sports do have the, these antitrust problems because there's just one organization kind of running all the big money. And that's and I suspect at the end of the day, the reason the PGA caved in is has less to do with. Uh, some of these other things and a lot more to do with the fact that they were probably going to lose on an antitrust uh, issue, or at least they thought that was likely enough that they were going to have to look for a compromise here. Uh, the, the, the real question is going to be for golf are the golfers themselves who really did seem concerned about the role of a foreign country, whether it was Saudi Arabia or anyone in their game, are they going to look for an alternative now? Is, so is what are the consequences of this merger going to be for the game itself? That, like, in all seriousness, as a, as a sports fan, that's the thing you should be looking for. Like, where are the big names going to go? The people who are really upset about the live golf money corrupting the sport, if, if indeed it was. Uh, what are they going to do now that this this merger is happening? Is there anywhere to go? There's, there is no, there is nothing stopping any of those golfers from forming their own little group and going down to the local public access course okay. and seeing if people will pay money to watch them play golf. I promise you, Americans will pay money to watch them play golf because they're really good at it. <laughs> and everyone wants to see a guy drive the ball 320 yards. I promise. People will pay money for that. The question is, do they have the guts to go do it out, out on their own? Look, I think when it comes to the the, the 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 live aspect of this, I mean, like the Saudis are doing what they do best, and that is they buy stuff, right? And they buy stuff to increase their influence. Um, and I, again, I, I, I see this through a purely regional influence lens that MBS is trying to push within within the Gulf. Um, on on the U.S. front, look, I mean, I think we have seen. Uh, Congress in particular, as well as the administration, shift more towards um, a resetting of relationship with, with Saudi Arabia. I mean, we saw this M Mitch McConnell-led CODEL of Republican senators head to, to Saudi in, in February. We're seeing, you know, Secretary Blinken go to Saudi this week. 
there's a lot of talk in the press about, you know, a, a push towards normalization between Israel and Saudi Arabia before the end of the year. Um, some have said that, particularly in the administration, that, that this uh, narrative has been a bit overblown, but nevertheless, progress is being made towards that goal. So I think given the strategic importance of Saudi Arabia, this is this is progress. Um particularly on the U.S. side when it comes to when it comes to uh, the, the, the live aspect of that. I think the two are completely separate. Um, but uh, Wes, I, I would welcome your thoughts on. Yeah, welcome your thoughts on that. <laughs> one one. I just want to make one final note kind of postscript here. Is it a real sport if a grossly overweight 77-year-old, probably mentally ill person can play the game? No. So while I would love to edit that. Say the same thing about baseball, just saying. (laughs) You can't can't play baseball when you're fat and 77. You can't. Have you seen some of these baseball players last game? You can't run down to first base. uh, You can can hit a driver, Uh, though. Specifious protection for American sports. Thank you, Les, for that take and for protecting America's national security interests. Uh, that's a wrap. Thanks to Gabriel Otis for t- from NSI and Claude Jennings for their help producing today's episode. And Gabriel's lovely hair for making a cameo today. Uh, join us again on Monday for another episode of Fault Lines, the podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security debate shaking up America. We're also up on YouTube, so check it out. Uh, check us out there. You can compare Les's and Gabriel's hair if you can, if you want to. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast.